Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. Happy week one. It is officially 49ers week. I have a preview going up very soon. Today, we're not going to talk Niners. We're going to talk Kenny Pickett, but uh, there will be much, much Niners breakdowns coming here from me. So the next couple days will probably be heavy Niners after this. But I have told you often about Matt Harmon's site, Reception Perception. And we went over Deontay's reception perception, Pickens. Well, they have a new feature now is they are starting to dig into quarterbacks in a very similar manner. And it's a new thing coming out. And Kenny's hit last week. And I want to read through this and just kind of chat about it, give my opinions as well. So here we go. Um, This came out August 30th. It may surprise some, but Kenny Pickett simply is not the refined pocket surgeon he was billed to be coming out of pit. It wasn't who he was then, and it's not who he is now, at least not anyway. In fact, his in-structure play resulted in some of the worst accuracy numbers in the NFL. But as the numbers will show, the Steelers' signal caller instead thrived in chaos as a legit problem solver. Couldn't agree more. So this is off last year's tape, of course. I think his in-structure stuff at practice preseason has gotten better. But thriving in chaos is rare, and I think he does that really well. And I love this term, and I use it a fair amount. He's a legit problem solver. Problems arise for NFL quarterbacks all over the place, and you have to understand how to solve problems at this level. So his best routes were the screen, the check down, the comeback. His worst routes were the nine, which they ran a ton, corner, dig, and curl. His route percentage, the as I've been telling you, the ones that come up green here for much above average, the nine route, which is the go, the comeback, the curl, and the check down, which, okay. Uh, the ones you don't see money of are screens, slants, corners, and outs. I'm hoping that changes. But anyways, Pickett's heat map points a pretty clear picture of how he struggled when forced to be a contained pocket passer. The the further Pickett had to throw and the longer he held onto the ball inside the pocket, the more problems arose. Though he showed flashes of promising post-snap vision, there was not a lack of consistency to his process. Pickett's footwork also turned into a freestyle event the moment he hit the top of the dropback. I'm going to stop there. That is so much better now. His footwork was all over the place, not in timing and rhythm, and it looks much better now. He would regularly open his front foot and shoulder way wide of his target, snapping him of his core strength and ability to drive the ball. I also think this has gotten better. Thus, you get better arm strength. It's not like your right arm gets drastically further. Things like this get better. Pickett misfired time and time again in the 11 to 20 yard range because he was late and his footwork was out of whack. True and true and not uncommon for rookies. Trying to force structure and timing upon Pickett through play action didn't work either. Pickett was successful on just 50% of his play action attempts tied for the worst mark recorded in 2022. So myself included were critical of Canada Why not more play action? Why not more play action? But there is a timing and footwork aspect to running play action really well. So I think that's noteworthy. 
Um, between his poor play action passing and wonky post snap processing, it's no wonder Pickett's 51.6 success rate over the middle in the 11 to 20 yard range was at the bottom of the database. I've been telling you guys that forever. But what Pickett lacks as your run-of-the-mill system operator, he makes up for with an exceptional ability to get an offense out of jams. Again, guys, problem solving. Pressure didn't phase Pickett one bit. With defenders barreling down, he commonly showed fearlessness in the pocket and devilish creativity out of it. He routinely threw up catchable balls when under pressure, trusting his guys to deliver on the other end. Pickett's success rate while under pressure was more than solid, and it clocked in just ahead of Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, and Kirk Cousin, which is, guys, very, very impressive for a rookie. Approximately 3.5 of Pickett's attempts were charted as other. These were largely scramble plays, and Pickett never wavered in these moments. His success rate on those attempts was just outside the top five and better than Dak Prescott and Josh Allen. Checkdowns are already a weapon for Pickett, too. That's not usually the case for young quarterbacks, but Pickett is mature enough to understand that sometimes the best play is just getting to second and seven. I think that's great. His checkdown rate is near the top of the leaderboards, as is his success rate on those passes. A lot of these guys come in the league, especially highly drafted one, just think I can, I can wait and I can, you know, be a better quarterback because I'm so physically skilled. Where there's a maturity and no one to hold them, no one to fold them type of deal there with Pickett that I like. So this is the end of the the article here. But all in all, Pickett is a confounding prospect. He has a problem solving skills required to be a franchise quarterback but he might be years away from being a reliable pocket passer. Footwork and decision-making can be refined, though, and it's hard to teach Pickett's knack for making plays. I think that says pretty much everything about him, and I think that pocket stuff is coming along very rapidly from what he evaluated last time. All right, quick break, and then I got another similar Pickett conversation here. So Randy Mueller is a former GM, um, writes for The Athletic now. He's been in the league a great deal. And he took and he wrote an article on like the top 10 young passers, Pickett, Love, those type of guys, How Ritter. And Pickett was his favorite of all of them, including the rookies. Guys, we're just going to call them like young new starters. And he has a couple paragraphs here that I think are really telling. And this is from a top-level NFL talent evaluator. Pickett's play is the most polished and diverse of this group. He has a feel for the pocket, can process info, and get the ball to his targets based on the coverage in a timely fashion. Now, I should mention Randy's also evaluating preseason, where the last one was just from last season. So, stuff about the pocket is going to be better on this evaluation. He is advanced beyond the others, so timing and anticipation are obvious when watching him go through his reads and progressions. He plays with a sense of confidence, and Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada is calling plays now without restriction in year two. Okay, it's coming along. Pickett is sneaky athletic, but at times will still flush the pocket for no apparent reason. He does do that. I'd love to see him hang in there a little longer. Of this group, he has the least amount of adjustment and smallest learning curve from where he was in college. 
Even his office is hardly changed as he enters the Steelers facilities about 20 feet to the left of Pitts. I actually think there's more pressure on Canada to advance the versatility of his offense than there is on Pickett to execute it. I don't see Pickett holding the Steelers back. And in fact, they can win because of him, not despite of him. I think these are two exceptional write-ups by people I really trust. And you can tell one's a little newer tape than the other because there's progress being made. All right, guys, gear up for the season. Let's go. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.